0: Welcome to Fiery Discourse, your podcast for media featuring dragonesses, female dinosaurs, and other similar saurians and scalies. I'm your host, Ludmillanon, and with me are my co-hosts, Angron, Math Machine... Striker and Lucky Evie. Today is our ninth episode, and we're discussing luck from 2022. So let's get things started.
1: So, Shame it's is not number seven because that's lucky, the lucky number star. seven. Of course, of exactly. course. But,
0: but still getting them up here. So, this is the first movie from Skydance Animation, which is a brand new studio. And first studio's first movie, this is really, really good. It's not on the level of like a Toy Story or Snow White, but this is an excellent movie. In fact, and this is, you know, my opinion here, this reminds me more of Pixar than what Pixar is making nowadays. And I think a lot of that is due to the animation style and basically the characterization. You probably could slot this in between like Incredibles and Cars and it would fit perfectly. I think in that niche of like the, you know, classic Pixar era. And of course, the animation style is definitely the strong point of this, especially for like a first time, you know, it looks very good. It's not on the level of something like, say, open season or that, that looked, you know, unrendered in some parts. This legitimately looks
1: fantastic. Absolutely. Okay, Ooh. actually, on the topic of Pixar, I want to defend them a little bit. There are two you know, examples that I'm not going to mention here that are definitely, uh, that definitely uh, still keep to, like, uh, some uh, semblance of uh, credit for Pixar but yeah seeing the rest of them uh, yeah. yeah also not gonna with- talk about soul because reason
0: yeah and the elemental trailer that just came out today in case you're wondering when we're recording this
1: As it recording, seems
0: aggressively yeah. uh, mediocre basically but this isn't a topic about uh pixar movies we'll save that for another episode this yep. is a story about luck and this is a really really fun charming little movie I think that, you know, Sam is a really good protagonist. She gets a lot of good development. And for like a CGI movie, the slapstick, like at the like the first 20 minutes of the slapstick is really, really well done. It definitely is reminds me of Monsters, Inc. And really, as a whole, this movie is really reminiscent of Monsters, Inc. and its world building. And I say that with the highest compliment because Monsters, Inc. is my second favorite Pixar movie after Wally. So you know this is a great, great compliment because oh, this yeah. movie is a lot of fun. It's not as good as Monsters Inc. It's not as you know, it it's in it's not quite close to being a classic, but it I, it, it really comes close to hitting the bar, I feel it comes just close enough.
1: I kinda wanna say it's better than Monsters Inc. in like certain oh. aspects, but I mean, okay, don't get me wrong, Monsters Inc. is definitely a classic. But I feel that in some places, the animation, rendering, and whatnot don't necessarily hold up, yeah, if you know but, what I mean. Uh, I, will...
0: I, I can see that. In, in some areas, yeah, with some of the designs, I, I can give you credit for that. Hmm. But no, like I say, this movie is it's set in the modern day. But what's interesting about it is that this really could have been set in any time, in any location, and it really would have worked the same which I feel really speaks to kind of the universality of it. And it really is a lot of fun time. And of course you have yeah. the character Bob voiced by Simon Pegg hey, hey. So without um, Nick Frost, yeah. sadly. But that means yeah. that this could be an alternate universe where Sean is a cat instead of a human, which makes <laughs> things very
1: interesting. That, that's an interesting thought. The Oh, man. You know what would have made that really funny in that case? If yeah. there was like a unofficial... Fourth ice cream, uh, sort of thing. Like, oh, he, that
0: you know, would have been great. And he was like obsessing over it. Oh, that would have been a perfect little running gag. But no, that, no,
1: that would have been a little. That would have been a cute knot, or like an a cute little Easter egg, like someone holding like the British ice cream, but it has like an cornetto, yeah, unofficial flavor, yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That that really would have been a cute touch. But no, really, yeah. though, this movie is a really, really charming one. The world building about the uh, human world and the realm of luck, I feel, is. Really, really well done. And like I said, it definitely reminds me a lot about Monstropolis and, you know, the titular Monsters, Inc. In Monsters, Inc. But like I said, it really, really is a lot of fun. And I really think that, again, the world building is what makes it. Because even though, you know, it's such a short movie and, you know, it just feels alive. The world feels lived in. It doesn't feel rushed. It doesn't feel... Like, there's a lot of unanswered questions, although there are some, but we'll get to that there later. There are some,
1: but they could definitely be answered later. Just
0: like little, little plot holes, but they're not like, you know, huge movie ruiners or anything like that. Exactly. That this movie feels like, for all intents and purposes, it had a lot of love and a lot of care put into it, and I really, really enjoyed it. Like I say, um, the cast was also pretty good. I mean, you had, of course, the captain, the leprechaun captain, voiced by Whoopi Goldberg, which is not the last time she's going to appear on this podcast. The mm. Rex. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, oh, Lordy. Yeah, that's, oh, that's lordy going to be an interesting that? experience. Apparently. But we're not talking about that. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I just love, like, the world building. And, like, some of the gags in this are just so well done. Like, how Sam wears leprechaun clothes and says she's from Latvia and literally nobody notices, nobody, yo know, says anything about it. It's just something that is just so well executed. You know, it's like one of those jokes that's so subtle, and yet you can't just help but laugh at it. Yeah, and like I said, uh, just yeah. the whole thing with the, you know, cosmic divination of basically how good and bad luck are doled out and how it's like some kind of a cosmic force, you know, weight and stuff like that. It definitely is an interesting concept. And I like to joke that with the leprechauns, that the Warwick Davis leprechaun started out working here, but he was fired because he was too homicidal.
1: I want to go Oh, Lord. Oh, oh bro you did not yeah,
0: i know yeah, sorry <laughs> did about that
1: not go there
0: <laughs> sorry about that i i, I couldn't resist, I could not resist. <laughs> Jeez.
1: oh man that just that is now my head cannon how dare okay. you
0: okay but seriously seriously man. this really really is a fun concept how they use like symbols of luck like the leprechauns like the bunnies who are kind of like the CDA guys from Monsters Inc. but in a different way. And it really, really is a cute idea basically how the whole good and bad luck world divide is an interesting like concept. How it's like, you know, the bad luck world is literally the complete reverse of the good luck world.
1: And of course you have world is ordered, set, structured, while the bad bad luck world world is is chaos and fun and
0: parties. And Seeking of Parties, they have the bar run by Rudy who was voiced by none other than John Ratzenberg, who was in a bunch of Pixar movies. He was Ham from Toy Story. He was the Abominable Snowman from Monsters, Inc. He was the Underminer. He was Mac from Cars. He was in basically every single Pixar movie until I think like maybe 2018. Then they just stopped using him for some reason. That's But a it's shame. good to see him in here.
1: That's he a has, missed opportunity. It's
0: like hearing, hearing his voice in this, it just feels right. It's like, oh, yeah. he's still here with us, you know?
1: I also like how, uh, I also like that world as well. Like, it's mainly the reverse, yes, but it has one little bit of luck that keeps everyone going. No, that, that's also, the whole thing as, well the, as pretty much the whole, basically. Yeah, it pretty much, they keep going despite the bad luck, which is, yeah, you know, that it's you know needed. something, actually? That reminds mm-hmm. me of the Oracle of Delphi twins from uh, Jake Long, because one sees so much bad that she can only see the bright side. So- she can only look on the bright side because of it while one of them is dour because she sees so much good which is pretty much boring
0: exactly exactly but yeah like i said the moral of the movie overall is basically very well done that how good luck is actually needed to basically go on is definitely one that i don't think has really been explored in an animated movie really before this and it's one that i think really really hits home yeah. And like I say, the all tiki motif, of course, is a fun touch because you think it's going to be all like dark and, you know, gritty and that. And then to have it just be kind of a reversal, but a reversal that works. It really is such a cute touch.
1: Hmm. Yeah, <sighs> it's very interesting. I also like the little, uh, uh, lu- I like the little touch with the lucky shot because that's the one bit of good luck where someone can get like good, a little taste of good luck. You know what I mean. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Like I say, it's little world building details like that that really show us how much care and effort went into this movie. And it just really, really works out for the best. So, yeah. Um, of course, now, of course... Uh, sorry. We
1: can't here. talk about this movie without talking about the main lead herself. No, of not course. Samantha Green. We're talking about Babe.
0: Oh, she is such a fantastic character. She is one of the standouts of this movie. And she does, you know, it really, really... She is one of the characters. I think that really, really sticks out for more reasons than one. haha. She's voiced <laughs> by uh, Jane Fonda. And I yeah, really she- like... You know, it's an interesting design choice. Some people, you know, say it's weird and, you know, that it's unfitting. But I think it's cool. The fact that she has multiple arms, you know, she has four arms. It kind of really showcases. I think it's like a mixture between Western dragon design and Eastern dragon design. And it really comes together to make a really, really appealing color scheme.
1: Yeah, it also makes for a very unique design. Like we don't really get a whole lot of like multiple limbed dragons, if not any at all. So seeing that is honestly a breath of fresh air, not going to lie. Exactly, exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, her color scheme was originally different because, I don't know if you remember this, this movie kind of went in development hell for a while. And Mm. the picture that showed, it was one picture that they had basically to represent the movie. It was Sam, Bob, and Bay basically standing out and staring outside of a window or something and babe was actually orange like she was orange with like blue stripes on her which definitely was interesting although i do like the cream and pinkish color a little bit more
1: yeah i like the salmon color. i like the little mixture of salmon and orange that they decided to go with in the exactly, end
0: exactly but
1: they still yeah, got like the blue stripes though though they made him a little more periwinkle i think
0: Yeah, I think what it was is they basically used that from, like, an initial design, kind of like what happened with Sisu for a while. They took, like, a test design, and all the marketing basically took it and ran with it, basically. So, yeah,
1: Yeah. that's what happened Uh, there. Also very interesting that they uh, referenced that in the uh, movie as well. Like, it all started with, like, one window. Exactly, exactly. And a dragon. And a woman. And a cat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. But yeah, I love like the running gag of her using like the breath spray to control her fire. And actually the first time I saw this, which is probably when it came out, that the part when, you know, basically she was demonstrating on how she basically controls luck and use their fire and that. And she moves the elevator up to look at Sam and winks at her. That was almost like them being a couple in a way. And yeah, it was, was all... like something that was like, you know, how did you do, like that wink at her? It was like, whoa, wait a minute. W- what are you implying here? Of course, they didn't go with that because they had the character Heimdall, the unicorn, be like her boyfriend. He's like in... an interesting character. Although yeah, he's, cute. he's, uh, he he's has a little unnecessary. I, I, I feel like in, one, in some aspects, he's a little bit off kilter for like the rest of the movie. I don't know. It's just his scenes or some of his scenes in particular that's dragging down just a little bit. But uh, getting a off little, him for a
1: second. But yeah, I will. Also, I like to think that that scene where she's winking in a particular is like we know what we're doing. Oh, that
0: too. That too. definitely, we definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They know exactly. exactly.
1: They knew exactly what they were doing with Babe. No joke. It was like with yeah, Seventh, and it's most certainly like with. The, exactly, I mean, it's made, exactly.
0: Especially I wanted to say it was figure. made
1: Universal, but then I remember it's Apple and Skydance. You know, Apple, so. did,
0: Apple TV, which is why nobody saw this, unfortunately, because nobody has Apple TV.
1: I and know one of the person who does, but like, yeah.
0: No, no one uses it. It's not anybody's first or second or even third streaming service. It's definitely down the rung. But yeah, yeah. with Heimdall being her boyfriend, you basically could say this is like a reverse version of Spike and Rarity. But yeah. but yeah no seriously i really love like the little touches on her like the rings on her horns and ears i like you know the businesswoman coat how it looks on her it gives her a real professional vibe for being like a mythical creature it gives her like exactly that too that that is a big big part of it in more ways than one (laughs) but no the whole thing of her being able to literally sniff out bad luck is a fun concept and how they do it like with the almost sort of reveal but not reveal
1: is fun too a fun little bit of tension yeah, I Man. also I also like how Babe overall like there there was no clear antagonist in there at all. Like everyone was more more or less uh, protagonistic for the most part, but Babe more or less skirts the line as uh, misguided, so to speak. Like she wants what's best but sometimes her what what's best kind of interferes with like what's good for what's actually good for everyone like
2: exactly kind of makes
1: her a sort of flawed protagonist which i really like that Uh, the same could have also the same could also be said for toy okay i will say this about toy story 4 the villain despite looking villainous on the surface honestly felt less like a villain, like exactly if that makes exactly. Any sense. like it was more like she just want like once she got what she wanted, she didn't like toss them into a pit, leaving them in a area like lots so uh, yes but Yes, she actually like just goes on her way to try and be wanted.:
0: Exactly, exactly. But like I say, I when I first saw this, and they had the part with her trying to use the two good luck talismen to get rid of bad luck. Like what Sam told her before, which is another nice callback. I was so afraid that they were going to make her like a twist villain, like you know, oh, I was the bad guy all along, and I was like, oh god, please don't do that again. they kind of did, but, but in a way that makes her relatable. It. They didn't really focus on it, which I, I am. If if they she was like a twist villain, it wasn't really done enough to the detriment of the movie, and she wasn't exactly. really she wasn't villainous, like say hans was villainous or like bellwether was villainous or like the uh oh god what was the guy from big hero six you know that was his mistake Uh, that guy robert callahan that guy that guy thank you Callahan. callahan yes yeah exactly exactly but it wasn't like that where it came out of nowhere it this i felt was something that yeah she might be a twist villain if you want to get really technical about it but it definitely isn't one to where it really annoys me, like some of the other ones. Yeah. Disney rode that trend hard back in the day, and it got obnoxious. They really
1: did. They really did. Of course, now they
0: have no villain, which is arguably even worse, but that's a story for another time. But yeah, no, I really liked how, you know, they developed her character, how she learns basically to accept how bad and good luck can work together, and the realms are brought together, which, again, a very, very nice touch. And yeah. Yep. And then, of course, she goes to the tiki bar and she gets the uh, special drink, which is set on fire. I (laughs) call it the, it's like the uh, Flaming Mo (laughs)
1: 2.0.
0: Yeah, yeah. But no, like I say, uh, there's also like the other twist about Bob not being Scottish but English that is something that I did not expect when I first saw it. But when I did, it was like, oh, that makes perfect sense that he's actually trying to get in with the whole good luck aspect of things. Like being from like you know associated with bad luck he's so desperate to change his ways too it kind of ties into like babe's story and even sam's in a way it's something that's very entwined
1: yeah it's it's very entwined a lot of people uh, uh yeah i wish a lot of people saw this movie and would yeah, make that that's connection the sad cause... Thing is
0: that nobody nobody really saw this at all because it went direct to apple tv and nobody has apple tv And, of course, didn't get a theatrical release. And I don't think it's available on home video or streaming, sadly. Which is, it's kind of a shame.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like I said, this... Take what you want, because the pirates are free. You are a pirate.
0: Exactly. There's always that. There's always that. But, yeah, like I say, it definitely (laughs) has a nice ending overall with Sam learning to accept that, you know, the way she is in life makes her a stronger person. And the fact that Bob stays with her, despite the implication that he can never go back, it it makes it a little bittersweet, but it is a nice touch. And it's a nice ending overall. It basically wraps it up in a very, very charming way. And I thought this movie was just really, really nice. Definitely, actually, one of my favorite animated movies of 223. It definitely is not my favorite because, I mean, Pinocchio is just... I mean that that's just a masterpiece but this movie is cute. It definitely Pinocchio is a cute or
1: movie.
0: Bad Guys or Puss in Boots Last Wish. Yeah. All those movies are pro- definitely probably definitely not arguably better than this but this still is a fun enough time I think. So, um, yeah. so uh So Math Machine, uh what do you think of this
2: movie? Yeah, I really liked it. It's it's got a very mid-2000s feel to it in in a good way exactly it, it does feel like one of those just general comfort kind of movies no big stakes nothing grandiose going on but just exactly, a generally exactly. that's like what i feel like movie.
0: disney has lost somewhat with that i feel like every movie mm-hmm. even the ones that are trying to have low stakes are all about having like a message or having some big adventure a big revelation and I don't know, it just feels kind of a shame to me. But like yeah, I said, this I mean, it movie could is... work
1: if they oh, no, could actually could go it. the extra mile to make them unique. I mean some of uh, and some of them are unique actually, but they don't get the recognition they deserve because they're honestly like like what's even the point nowadays? Exactly it's a little exactly. shameful and a little sad, and I want to see more good from them again because like holy crap.
0: Definitely, Ugh. definitely. So yeah, but sorry, sorry, go ahead.
2: And yeah, like uh, the only things that I really thought uh, that were annoying to me as I was watching the movie were things that they actually did explain in the movie. Like, it seemed weird to me that Bob still had good luck stuff happening to him when he lost the lucky coin. But then the the revelation towards the end happened. I was like, oh, oh, actually, that makes perfect sense. Good job, movie. I didn't see that one coming.
0: Exactly. Exactly. They really took like you know little quibbles that they could have with the movie, and they made sure to address it probably later down the line. I don't know if it was like the writers realizing, oh, we wrote ourselves into a corner. Let's find a way out of this, or not. But the fact that they actually went to do it, I feel, really shows that they went the extra step. Yep. So yeah, Skydance uh, Studios is uh, currently making a new movie called Spellbound, which also has a dragoness in it. So we will review that in the future. Vicki Jensen, who worked on Shrek, is apparently working on it, but oh. she is not the only major person to work on uh, Skydance Media because oh. one Mr. Brad Bird quit Disney to work for Skydance. Now, Brad Bird, if, if, if you are listening to this podcast and you don't know who he is, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, the man has made the Iron Giant. He's made the Incredibles. He made the Incredibles, too. We won't hold that against him. But, no, he is a fantastic, fantastic director. Both and Incredibles I were amazing. See... Yeah, all right, I'll give you that. But, no, uh, he definitely is a fantastic, fantastic director. And yeah. I really, really want to see what he can do with this new studio. Because, who knows, maybe he'll have more creative freedom to do what he wants with it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it. So, that also brings us to the question, which is... Um, do you think, what do you think about, uh, Skydance Media? Does this studio have a good future ahead of it? Or will they end up, uh, petering out like some other fly-by-night animated studios?
1: Well, let's see. That's Two around... films that I believe they, they worked on off the top of my head are Top Gun, Maverick, and this film. Uh, the latter of which is unfortunately unable to be watched because... Mm because apple t- tv so course, no. you are a pirate P- exactly, pirate discourse exactly. does not promote pi- pirating please do not do so of course only unless you have to but anyways yeah. uh <laughs> but yeah i i think they have a pretty solid future ahead of themselves i mean if again, if those two movies are like any indication, uh, I, I've heard a lot of good things about Top Gun: Maverick, and I've also heard, a, and I have really, I really enjoyed uh, Luck. Like, it's a fun movie. It's a, it's a really, uh, cute and clever movie, and I think it deserves more love and more like people watching it than like people, uh, really are because like, if all the negative reviews are like from a small few, then that's clearly saying something about the program that it like got released on because honestly the film itself is very much fine like a lot of people with like more analytical mindsets uh, have valid stuff but i i mean the people who also enjoyed it have valid uh, have valid things to say about it too and i feel exactly. that those people those things uh shine through more than like the negatives it's a, it's a safe movie it's a comfort movie
0: Exactly. Not, it feels I, I, like it's not like a perfect movie, but it's a perfect movie to watch like on a rainy Sunday afternoon to cheer yeah. yourself up. It's that kind of way. And yeah. I feel that because this studio actually is getting a surprising amount of talent behind it. I mean, Brad Bird, hello. I yeah. really hope that this studio can oh, do great John things,
1: Monster, but nobody cares.
0: Oh um, yeah. Him. But, yeah. Let's, let's just not talk about that guy at all. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, yeah, that guy is just, yeah. But no, uh, I feel like this studio definitely does have a lot of potential. The only thing, like like you said, I'm afraid of is their distribution, because mm. you know, let's be honest, again, nobody has Apple TV, and that's gonna feel hurt them in the long yeah. run. Now, They're if just... there's a way that they could like theatrically release their movies, although theatrical releases can be really tricky. I mean, those can kill studios. I mean, uh, just to go on a little tangent here, DNA Productions was the production team that made uh, Jimmy Neutron. Oh, they released the nice. original Jimmy Neutron in theaters, and it was a huge smash hit. You know, well, it actually was nominated for best animated feature, and it's a fun movie. Um, yeah, then they, of course, made the TV show. Then they made another movie called The Ant Bully that was d- released to theaters, uh, and yeah, that movie oh, wait, apparently really? bombed so hard it actually killed the studio. So oh. you gotta be really careful oh. with releasing movies theatrically.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they're released in January, so
0: exactly. yeah, yeah, oh, that, that yeah. is a hard I personally movie. didn't think it was oh.
1: bad. I, no,
0: I, no, I it's not a bad just, movie wanna... at all. It's very fun, but uh, the problem bad. is again with theatrical is you're definitely gambling a lot on stage. Yep,
1: he's a gamble.
0: Exactly. I mean, look at like you know even like VHS distributors like Good Times Entertainment. They released their Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie in theaters, and that, that really sent them down spiraling. So you got to be very careful with theatrical distribution. But yeah, getting back to just, this point is that I feel Skydance, and I hope they do very well, because I feel, I feel at this point Disney needs competition. They have yeah, DreamWorks. They, they have Illumination. They have, uh, to a lesser Warner Bros. T- yeah, want to to a less accent, but it would be good for them to have some more competition because yeah. I feel like for the most part, for the really I think for the last decade Disney has been getting a little complacent with how they do yeah. their animated movies. Like ever since Frozen basically made like a billion dollars, they have basically thought they can do no wrong. I mean, look, they released something like wreck like Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph breaks the internet in theaters and we're proud of it. I mean, that shows that you gotta be knocked down a peg a little bit.
1: Yeah, you, know? you gotta. Hey, look, I drew a bunny. It looks
0: I, like it, shit.
1: Thank exactly. You. Exactly. <laughs> oh god. but yeah.
0: Oh god, but yeah, yeah. No, I I hope the best for Skydance uh, Animation, and I really hope that they can continue to make great, great animated movies and. When Spellbound comes out, we will definitely do an episode on that. Probably as soon as it comes out, to be honest. And uh, What was Spellbound again? It's a, I don't know what it's about. I don't even know if there's a plot synopsis. There's a couple of pictures online of it. And it does have a dragoness in it. So we are going to talk about that when it comes out. It's a different kind Ooh. of dragoness. She's a little more stubby. She kind of looks more like a Kirby enemy, to be honest. But that is one that we definitely it, are going to... Is it a to, show
1: like, or a movie?
0: It's a movie. A movie. But when did it's it come, come out? I think it might uh i don't know i want to cool. say august september maybe but i'll have to look it up i'll look it up and we'll get back to you on that but yeah okay. no i hope the best for skydance uh what do you have to I say did uh, find, evie? i did find a bit of a plot oh okay go ahead and look at evie it tells the bot the film follows a magical teen princess
2: Elion. Yeah, to oh, everything I see. It. From
1: a battle between light and dark forces. Where? Wait, is it not out yet?
0: No, it's not out. It's not out. Uh, Plot's no, a little this is generic. A, plot I found. a little generic, but you definitely could use it as a springboard. So, you know, don't judge a book by its cover and that. You definitely can use it as a yeah. springboard. Yeah. Like, it
1: was
2: really good. Yeah, to that's sure. It was originally uh, supposed uh, to be released November 11th after a couple pushbacks. They've now unlisted the release date again, so my guess is uh, production is just going a bit slower, or yeah, yeah, kind of like what happened with Luck.
0: Because I know Luck was going to be released in 2021 at one point. I remember, like, it said, like, 2021, two changes and it got pushed back. So yeah. that's yeah. what happened. That might be what's yeah. happening with their other movie. But hey, you know, like uh, Miyamoto says, to paraphrase Shigeru Miyamoto, you know, a delayed movie is eventually better. You know.
1: I mean, I, on one so hand, it's him forever, but on the other hand, I I can see his point. Yeah.
2: Oh, no, it's another so one. one. It Somebody had two different names.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah.
0: machine, uh, what do you think about uh, Skydance Media?
2: Uh, I think the studio, uh, first of all, good starting movie, and I think that as much as it may seem like a detriment that they have a contract with Apple, I think it actually could work out to their advantage. They, they've basically uh, secured finances so that that's not going to be an issue. And they can release these first few movies, get their name out there. So if Apple just decides we're not going to do this anymore after they've already paid for the, the previous movies, they'll be able to find distribution partners for following movies if they're of the same quality.
1: Mm, good point,
0: good point. I true. haven't thought of that way before.
1: That is very true.
2: Excellent, it, it's excellent. It's one of those things that it could be to your detriment, but given how prevalent uh, spread is in the Internet these days, I think it they could actually make it work to their advantage if they know what they're doing and if it gets out far enough.
0: Exactly, mm. exactly. But yeah no definitely definitely I, can, I definitely can see that point you know a word of mouth especially with the internet it definitely can be to your advantage or sadly to your disadvantage because like uh might what happened with this movie if a bunch of negative reviews can get out like before anything that can really knock people's opinions
1: down yeah um, and i'm looking at some of these scores like I mean, six point four uh, out of ten on IMDb isn't bad, but forty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes—that is,
0: that's really low. Well, that—that's that,
1: that's hurtful. That, like, that's a
0: little bit. It should at uh, least oh, be in oh, the sixties. Oh, oh.
1: I see the audience rating summary. There are more five stars out of uh, the
2: uh, out of that's like four two one. So that that that's
1: that's a good good start. sign.
2: That's a good yeah. sign. Uh, I've actually looked into why this movie has a lower rating than not and every review I've read or heard that goes particularly negative does so for the uh shaped elephant in the room than the actual Oh movie god
0: that that's because of Lasseter. That, that is sucks. That is that's lame.
2: Stupid.
0: That's lame because One, you, you shouldn't mean, he let... made
1: a good mi- movie for fuck's sake you people. You
0: shouldn't let You shouldn't let, like, you shouldn't let one, yo thing ruin it. I can see why it it could happen, but on the other hand, a lot of other people worked on
1: this, and that that really is such a shame. Wow, wow. Also, if John Lasseter made a movie like this, then honestly, it's telling. It's telling because... It's a good movie, and people yeah, need I mean, to know that it's a good movie. I know.
0: I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, it the is. worst people can make good things, unfortunately, and, you yeah. know, it's the problem. But anyway, yeah. um, Stryker, you have anything to add?
2: Uh, nothing really, other than just I wish them luck on their next movie, actually.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, nice one. And uh, Lucky Eevee, anything from you about uh, Skydance Media and uh, Skydance Animation, sorry, and uh, their future?
2: I have no opinions, but I did find, but I do have more info about Spell Island. Oh, oh, go
0: ahead, go ahead, yeah. by all means. Uh, it's, undergone, it's, it's undergone two name changes from, uh, one was Split and the other was the Unbreakable Spell. Okay, both kind of generic titles. That mm. was, was apparently going to be a game.
1: Nice. I can see I that can with see the that. designs.
0: I can see that, especially with the dragon
1: design. I definitely can see that. Yep. Yeah. Kind of want it to be a game now more. Definitely than Definitely looks movie. like
0: a rideable mount kind of thing more than a character, to be honest. But I definitely can see that.
1: Or like a sort of like a bayonetta sort of like ram sort of thing. Exactly. You know? Exactly.
0: A <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. It might be released either Vizio or next. We don't know yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Development hell who who was making this dreamworks or disney
0: um no one uh, this Dance. is skydance skydance animation is making this hey hey, hey. yep that's what i'm saying you know, i wish them the best of luck with this movie the only thing yeah, like that luck. is discouraging uh, huh, huh. but the only thing that is like discouraging is all the name changes and the development hell because and we'll talk about apparently that that apparently is part.
2: planned for theatrical as well as apple tv Mm. Oh,
0: well, 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 playing with the big boys theatrical. Okay.
1: Playing Uh, with the big boys now.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, like I say, I hope the best for them, especially with theatrical release. And yep. Like I said, Mm -hmm. uh, the the thing with the um, name changes in that, that definitely could be detrimental to the product. Mm. Although you don't know, you know, it can go either way. It could be either like, you know, a good dinosaur or it could be like an Emperor's New Groove. It could be one of the two, and I feel mm. that hopefully, you know, all the weights and the retooling and that is worth it in the end. So, Same. Absolutely. So now it is time for um, some the patent pending Dragonist scale, and we are going to talk about Babe. All right, mm-hmm. and I will go first, and I'm going to give her probably a. To be honest, I am going to give her a perfect score because I feel that number 1, it's a very unique design, one that has really never been done, not just in animated movies, but really movies in general with the multi-limbs and the the combination of the eastern and western features. Jane Fonda really gives a performance that is excellent. It's really you know warm and you know friendly and basically you know, a little bit of mischief, too, which I like. And, you know, the professionalism <laughs> asset is good, too. But she does a very good job with the voice acting. And again, basically, from a character standpoint, she is easily probably the best character in the movie. And that she is the one who arguably goes through the most amount of character growth and character changes. And oh, yeah. She really has a lot of uh, good personality and backstory behind her as well that mm. I really have to give
1: her kind of a perfect score. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Well, I I'm honestly torn. I want to give her a perfect score. I also want to give her an eight out of ten. I don't know why. I honestly kind of want to give her a uh, either a nine or ten out of ten. I might lean towards the latter because uh yeah, I mean, Babe as a whole is just duh. I don't know what it is, but there's just something in my mind telling me. There's something that holds her back. But I will personally admit that everything you just said is honestly true because she is... Because, yeah, like, she's sort of like Civeth, except she's more homey, friendly, willing to help. And, like, again, she goes through the most dynamic changes. Like, And she's not even the main character, in quotation marks. And it is just fascinating that skydance put so much attention to her like universal did with freaking uh civeth.
0: Exactly, again with exactly. the
1: freaking comparison so
0: that they, they oh knew what gosh. they had on their hands they knew they had a good one
1: yeah yeah I, so yeah i honestly might do a 10 out of 10 as well because like i don't know if there's gonna be another dragon like civeth or uh like babe but those two are certainly in. Uh, are certainly among some of the greatest animation uh, d- dragonesses out there.
2: Absolutely, I agreed too. Yeah. Um, I have yet to watch this movie, so now okay, I will so, uh, go with you guys.
1: Uh, okay. Hmm. Thank you, Striker Three Tens, um, uh,
0: Math Machine. Uh, what would you have to say?
2: Uh, once again, let's keep this train rolling. Wow! Uh, I found that Babe was. I think that she might actually be my favorite modern dragon design just ever. Mm. There's just something that's just really Mm. well made about her that you just do not see, and the creativity shows in this. I really like the detail that both sets of her arms could be used as legs. She, at one point when she was carrying the two uh, good luck crystals... She used her middle arms to carry them and her top arms uh, to walk, and she's done the reverse in other Ancient scenes. So that is something... World. That's a nice touch that you just do not <laughs> oh, see okay. in other animated movies, and I really appreciated <laughs> yeah. that. No, uh, that, that, that definitely is definitely
0: awesome. I love her. Uh, She's got... Okay, okay. Uh,
2: oh, man. Uh, she's got man. a very motherly style of uh just presentation to her it's it's very warm it's very comforting uh her going evil moment whatever you want to call it was actually very in character for her so it's not a twist thing it actually did fit for the movie that she just thought that she was doing something to to help society uh her and jeff or heimdall whichever one you prefer they are an adorable couple i actually really like them yeah they're pretty
1: believable all things considered like it
2: works
0: it does it does like i say it's just the scene solo with them kind of drawing it down but them together on screen it really does click
2: oh absolutely and there's i just cannot find something that i dislike about babe she is just up there with sisu Every time she is on screen, everything about her just makes this movie better. And that is a sign of a great character.
0: Exactly, exactly. But yeah, that was a very good point you mentioned with like using the uh different set of arms and legs. I actually did not notice that on my first viewing. And I'm really gonna have to probably go back and more watch that sequence because if they do that, that shows how much care and effort really went into this movie, basically, because wow, wow, that really is something else.
2: I, I had to rewatch that because I didn't think that they actually did that and when I saw they did, I was really impressed.
0: Especially for something like a first-time studio to actually go that in-depth and in-detail. That really mm-hmm. is surprising. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll just leave a lucky Evie. What score would you give, babe?
2: Honestly, I dislike the 4 movies. Okay. okay.
0: Nothing wrong with that. So
1: yeah. that
2: is going to
1: be checked heavily. So, so Oh, heavily. Now I'm concerned. So yeah, five. A five Four. out of ten? Wow. wow. Yikes.
0: It's a pretty big score. But hey, no, no, it's opinions. Oh, that's fine. Well, wow. that means Babe was really close to being the first dragonist with the perfect score, but it's gonna be very rare to see one that does and well, that's, that's basically the podcast for you. And maybe next time we'll have a perfect 10 because if you have any questions or if you'd like to talk about Warwick Davis's Leprechaun, I want my gold. <laughs> you can email us at fierydiscourse at outlook.com or visit us on twitter.com slash fierydiscourse. Next time we are going to be talking about not a movie for a change, but a television show. Because to tie in for the new Super Mario Bros. movie, we are gonna be talking about the 1998 Super Mario Bros. Super Show episode, The Bird The Bird Slash Neatness Counts. Da 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 done. Hey paisanos, it's a Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Hey
1: <laughs> look at the football! I tuddled it! Well, I t- to- you, oh Billy. Luigi,
0: you didn't make it.
1: <laughs> but no it's <laughs> anytime. Time
0: thanks God. so much for listening to this podcast and until next time take care
1: yep peace y'all later paisanos later paisanos yes yeah, should have gone with that anyway peace y'all adios